Welcome to the Story Apothecary, a podcast filled with medicinal and healing stories. My name is Nana Tomova, and I'm a storyteller and a pharmacist, and stories and medicines which I dispense. In this podcast, you will find my prescriptions of stories for the body, mind, heart, and soul. So I invite you to join me as we enter the healing world of stories together. Hello dear ones, welcome back to the Story Apothecary. I hope you are all doing well and you are cosy listening to this episode. Um, I hope you are either on a comfortable rug with a blanket and a cup of your favourite hot drink or you are walking outside in the countryside or in urban streets with maybe some plants coming up from the cracks in your feet. Wherever you are, I hope you're doing well. I am sitting in um, in the room, looking out the window at the wind blowing the trees. I can see in the distance, the wind is quite alive today. It's funny, I told, um, I told a story last night. in this story the winds were very much alive and the north wind with his great big blowing power it seems that I've called the winds <laughs> to come here today and um, I'm really seeing the seasons change and um, the summer's certainly finishing she's on her way out and autumn is coming slowly but surely leaves are falling the blackberries are out uh, the slows are definitely out I look forward to picking some very soon um, the rowan tree has berries there's loads of shifts and today I wanted to share a a medicinal story, a healing story for the earth. It's one of those stories that stayed with me since uh, the first time I read it. It's a beautiful story. It comes from Japan and it's about a willow tree. And I really think this is important for me to tell. I, I'm being called to tell the story internally. The story wants to, to come out. Because we live in a frightening environmental age and in crisis with wildfires happening in America as I'm recording this. Oceans being polluted and fish dying and temperature rising and global warming and deforestation and species loss of so many species. And so I can do my small bit and speak through the trees, to the trees, and to you. Now before I share my story, there's a few things about willows I wanted to share with you. 
So there's many types of willows. There's the white willow, a weeping willow, a crack willow, a bay willow, a purple willow, an almond willow, a grey, a goat willow, just to name a few. My favourite one is the weeping willow. I don't know about you, but I love weeping willows. I remember them from back when I was a child. And there would be like, like sad maidens or old hags with their with their leaves being their hair just weeping weeping tears which will be formed into river because they're always on top of water it always struck me as such magical trees from when i was tiny i have these vivid memories of walking past them and to this day i still love willow so very much well the willow is associated with many customs and legends for example, in, in Greek mythology, Persephone, the queen of the underworld. She is the daughter of Zeus and Demeter, and the Greek goddess of the earth. She is associated with the willow. The ancient Sumeria goddess Belili. She was a goddess of the trees and of the willows in particular. And she also ruled over the moon, love, and the underworld. And as a willow goddess, of course, she resided over the springs and the wells. And pagan association with willows have been strong, well, for a long time. In the traditional sense, the willows were uh, rather as trees of the moon goddess. And she also reflects the moon magic upon the waters of the earth. And in damp climates, such as northwestern Europe, where I am. The willow was the tree most sought by the wise women or the healers. For it was believed that he has an ability to ease rheumatism and other conditions aggravated by damp weather. And eventually the willow's medicinal religious qualities fused and it gained the name witch's tree. And now we know that the willow bark from that we can get salicylic acid which is aspirin and that's perhaps one of the reasons why the willow tree eased conditions such as rheumatism. It is clear that the willow was regarded as a sacred tree and people have always been advised not to burn not to burn the willow tree and grieve when they are befallen. And it is thought that the origins of the saying to knock on wood, they came from the age-old act of knowing on a willow tree to avert evil and bringing good luck. Willows are thought to be as the trees of enchantment. And willows formed groves so, so magical. The poets and artists and musician, musicians and Priests and priestesses sat within them to gain eloquence and prophecy and inspirational skills through meditation. Because of the willow's close relationship with water and water's close relationship with the moon, it has always been considered a feminine tree with a great effect upon the vision-producing subconscious.
So bearing these wonderful special ways to greet and honour the willow tree, I'd like to tell you a story about a willow tree. It's called The Willow Wife. was once a little Japanese village and this little village there was a beautiful willow tree that stood near the center of the village and this willow tree everyone loved and everyone walked past it was a sort of willow tree that if you were having a bad day you just needed to go past her past that beautiful green, smiling willow. And everyone marvelled at the willow's strength and beauty. In, in spring and summertime, those branches waved in the wind. That willow was elegant and graceful. And in wintertime, the willow's branches were covered with snow. It was a sight to behold. In his village, there lived a young man named Hiroshi. Hiroshi lived there with his family. And that beautiful willow tree, it wasn't very far from his hut. And he stood there watching it from his window. He could see the tree. And he, he said hello to the tree every morning and every evening. And with time... As he grew up, he became fonder and fonder of that beautiful willow tree. And he spent many an hour during his day with the tree. When Hiroshi was grown up, and with his love for that willow tree, deep and strong, he had a knock on the door. The village elders had come to see him and it was decided, they told him, that they needed, to they needed to build a bridge over the river. The river was, the levels were going higher and higher and it was unsafe to cross and a bridge was needed. And that willow tree, that willow tree that stood just outside Hiroshi's house, well they needed that. But, but Hiroshi, when, when he heard, when he heard what they were saying, he, his heart stopped. Hiroshi said no. No, he said, this is beautiful willow tree. You cannot chop it down. I will help you find other trees. And he went and looked far and wide for, for dead wood and other trees that they might use. And the elders, they were impressed by Hiroshi's dedication to the tree. I love the willow, he had said. I will give you whatever it takes. Money, the little money that I have, whatever it takes to save his tree 
from the axis of the builders. And so the elders granted Hiroshi's wish and the willow tree was saved. After this, Hiroshi was more grateful than ever for that willow tree. He went to visit it even more often. He would spend time with that yellow tree, willow tree underneath her beautiful branches. He would sing her a song. He would tell her about his day. He would read her poetry. Many days he stood beneath the willow's branches and said prayers and thanks for all the gifts of this world. For the birds and the beasts, for his friends and the ones he loved, but most especially for that tree which gave him such joy. On some days he whispered his heart's desires to that tree, and when he had finished, he felt hopeful, he felt healed. There was something in him. He, he knew somehow that that willow tree understood and his devotion grew as his, as his years grew. One day, Hiroshi approached the tree in the evening at dusk and there he was surprised to see a beautiful woman standing in the place where he usually said his prayers. He walked up to her and respectfully bowed. Dear lady, are you waiting for someone? I am, she said, but he will not come. What do you mean he will not come? What kind of a man doesn't meet his love? It is it is so sad when, when a young love blossoms and then it turns to ashes. It's a terrible thing when love is not returned. He loves me, said the woman. But he doesn't come to you. Why is that, Hiroshi said. His heart has always been here, she said under the willow tree and then she disappeared but the next night she was there again and once again they talked they spoke about how beautiful the spot was of the peaceful night the watchful stars the clouds the skies the rain the sun the birds everything and the following night they met once more. The young woman told Hiroshi that her name was Kaori. But when he began to ask questions, who was her family? Where did she come from? How come he'd never seen her before? Did she live in this village? Where did she go to school? Did she work? What was this and that? She just raised her hand and said, ask me nothing more about my family. You know all that you must know. Hiroshi accepted this. He, he just thought that perhaps 
She was shy and he didn't want to press her. But the next night, they met again and again and the days that they met turned into weeks and turned into months. And as time went by, they fell deeply in love. And so one night, Hiroshi asked Kaori to marry him. Yes, Kaori said, I will, but you must promise me that you will never ask me about my past. I promise, Hiroshi replied, for he did not care about his past. He only cared about his present and his future. And he knew that this was a woman that he loved as dearly as he loved that beautiful willow tree. Soon they were married. And they married under the willow tree. What a beautiful ceremony that was. What joy, what love. And soon after, the following year, they had a son. And they named him Daiki. They were so happy, full of love and laughter and joy and everybody thought so. They were so jubilant. They had this treasure of love which had grown between them. And as the years passed, a beautiful willow tree became a sanctuary where they would go to speak their wishes, their hopes, their dreams. And they would visit it together very often. One day, they were in the village when they heard the story of the emperor. The emperor who wanted to build a temple to the goddess of mercy. He needs timber from every village, the people said. And he asks for a most sacred trees. Hiroshi's heart contracted. It fell to the pit of his stomach when he heard those words. We mustn't cut down the willow tree, he said. Not the willow tree. But no matter how much he argued and he spoke and with his words he tried to create change, but he could not. They were in vain. The elders of the village disagreed. They needed to have that willow tree. They said, we have no tree as large and as beautiful and as sacred as that willow. It will be our most special and sacred gift to the goddess. It will be the most sacred of all temples. We need that willow. And as supple as the branches of the willow trees are, that's how rigid the opinion of the people in the village was. Nothing was going to change their mind. Oh, Hiroshi, he was sad. But he now thought he had a wife and a child and he believed that he would be able to endure this loss in a way that he wasn't to before. A few days later, Hiroshi was in bed when he awoke to the sound of axes. The villagers had begun to cut the tree And beside him 
Cowdy awoke and shuddered. My love, the, the room is growing dark. My hair, my hair is falling from my body, from my head to the floor. She fell to the ground from the bed and covered her face with her hands. Hiroshi saw her limbs twisting and turning as though to avoid the blows. My limbs are shattering, she cried, and tears began to run down her face. He could not help her. All he could do was watch and hold her. Him and his son, they watched his wife, his beautiful willowed wife, who lay there dying. When the last blow on the tree was struck, he was left alone with his son. He lay in bed holding only a long, slender branch of green willow leaves. And he understood then that that woman that he had loved so much, his willow wife, was in fact the spirit of that willow tree. So beautiful the story and so striking and so sad. He finds his love and such a loss there is. I can't imagine how he must feel after he finds out that in fact she was the willow tree. The spirit of a willow tree who came to thank him for saving her. And he had agreed had to be chopped down to make a temple. He had saved her for the bridge, that bridge, that earthly object for which any wood can be used and, and they all knew that, but, but a temple ordered by the emperor, surely that is worthy of the most sacred tree, is it not? But really, can a temple Build by man. Can it ever be holier than a living willow tree? The goddess who lives with us in our homes, in our land, in our trees, and the creatures in the earth is destroyed in order to build a temple in which only a statue of her is kept. In the spirit of that tree, it is her who is the true goddess, and it is her that lives while the tree lives. If the tree is cut down and killed, then the goddess is also cut down and killed. And there is no substitute. In the temple, 
is not a substitute for that living goddess of the trees, of the earth, of the land. Our lungs, our breath, our love, our wisdom, our hope, it is all within the trees and the plants. And the best way that we can we can be for those sacred parts is to be with the trees and the plants while they are still alive. And to finish off this podcast, I wanted to read you a poem by Mary Oliver, who, for those of you that have worked with me or know me, know that she is my favourite poet and she is the one that inspired me to write poetry dedicated to the trees and the land and the mountains and the skies and the clouds. And this is a poem that I love so much and it is called When I Am Among the Trees. When I am among the trees, especially the willows and the honey locust, Equally the beech, the oaks and the pines, they give off such hints of gladness. I would almost say that they save me, and daily. I am so distant from the hope of myself, in which I have goodness and discernment, and never hurry through the world, but walk slowly and bow often. Around me the trees stir in their leaves and call out, stay a while, the light flows from their branches, and they call again, it's simple, they say, and you too have come into the world to do this, to go easy, to be filled with light, and to shine. May you have a wonderful week or two until we meet again. And if you'd like to support this podcast for me to continue recording such beautiful stories, you can do that via Patreon as a monthly subscription or you can buy me a coffee as a one-off donation. The links are in the show notes. And I wish you a happy few weeks. And may you be healed by the tree's wisdom. I wish that you go and spend some time with them and speak to them your hopes, your fears and dreams. And sometimes they might whisper something back. And if they do, I'll hold that close because tree wisdom is truly special. Goodbye from me, until we meet again.
Thank you for joining me in the Story Apothecary for healing and medicinal stories. I hope we'll meet again. Until next time.